in an updated segment I'm going to call Dan's family's opinion on the podcast. <laughs> I had an all family party uh, and I was talking to my cousin who's quite a bit older than me. And she goes, I listened to your podcast. I liked it. It was um very millennial. Oh. But like, you know, in a good way. And then we just kind of stared at each other for 30 seconds. And then I was like, well, thanks. <laughs> okay, bye. Uh, Love you. <clears throat> so what are we murdering with our podcast then? Make money (laughs) um the podcast where we talk financial situations of fantasy worlds and what that means in the real life (laughs) god uh guys i can't i quit but for the second time you had it and then you both looked at me like, go on. Well, that's why we were so on. excited. You were you were fine. You were halfway there, and then you just kind of ran no, off the I rails. Didn't no. do it. Is this a bit? Like, no, I, I, I wish it were a too. bit. If it were a bit, I'd look way cooler. I did have that thought. I was like, I wonder if she's doing it on purpose. But no, it's yeah. a supreme laziness. Because look, at any time I could go and listen to our fourth episode where I get it right. We can also just cut out the one that works and reuse that. And just staple it in. <laughs> Every time it sounds exactly the same. It's weird. It's like Liz's robot. What? That's what like Sawbones does. That's fair enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's not either of them doing it. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway, Dan. Your dad could oh, do it. Oh, wait. Introduce, introduce yourselves. yourselves? Yeah. We do that again, too. I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. And now, Dan, what are we talking about? <laughs> Uh, we are going to talk about the Black Panther today because the movie is coming out pretty soon. Yeah. So yeah, and specifically, I have some specific angles. I actually, so for all of, we record three at a time, and for all of these, I got a lot of compliments on the Ron Swanson one that there was more personal finance in there. So I've kind of like broken it down into like interesting movie stuff and interesting personal finance stuff. So I'm trying to like kind of get both in a oh, little yeah. bit. Some of it's a little shoehorned, but welcome to all my jokes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. So Black Panther, let's uh, let's do our usual rating thing because I have a feeling it'll be kind of interesting this time. I agree. Damon, Damon? do you want to go first? <laughs> <laughs> I'll set the bar. I mean, I uh, so I've been reading comic books at large since I was 13, 14 years old. I mean, like, I read comic books before that and, like, was clearly, like, obsessed with superheroes and whatnot. But, like, I've been buying and, like, weekly reading my own stuff for almost two decades now and like um not that i've ever gone like really deep into black panther stuff but like i'm a big avengers fan and he shows up a lot throughout all of that and he's definitely a character that i've i've been aware of for quite a long time and i know um i know a good deal amount uh i'm certain that there's um you know diehard fans out there that could outdo me there's always the 10 to my was not going to be a nine (laughs) Um, (laughs) there's always a bigger fish yeah yeah um but he's he's a character that i've always really liked like i like the aesthetic of him and i like the uh like the idea of uh sort of like just like a melee tony stark type person you know um in his like abilities and 
the power set that he receives being a rich person. This um, is already bumping up my rating now. I yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> twice as I much. heard Damon introduced, so now. <laughs> uh, so all that is to say, my number is probably going to sit at like a six. Like yeah. I know more than you know uh, someone who's going to walk out of the movie next month, but, or yeah, we'll say next month. Where yeah, this is in the future, right. this is the future. Time's a um, circle. <laughs> uh, Kids in the future. I hope things are good because I hope twenty eighteen is real nice, <laughs> full of like sunshine. Um, so you'd say a six? I would say a six, yeah. Like, I'm going to be able to steer us through this. I will learn a lot from other people correcting me on things, though. Fair. So I have a sneaking suspicion. I'll go next. I have a sneaking suspicion that your six will be higher than Liz's and I's put together. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with... So I'm kind of comic book nerdy, but nowhere near the level of Damon. And I know shit all about the Black Panther, other than maybe just a little bit of what he does with the Avengers here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really about it. So I'm going to go like a two. All right. Um, but I'm excited to see the movie. It looks really good. And I liked him in The Last Avengers and his kind of... Yeah, no, I think... Je if you will. Everything <laughs> around the character, like uh, from the actor to the way that the portrayal is being done to the director they got for the solo film, like, I think, you know, it could be the worst Marvel movie and it's still going to be a fun time. Yeah, um, and, and I, that's where we're, we're at with Marvel right now is like if they want to, they could totally blow off everything and it would still be like a good time movie. Yeah, but I think I my expectations are it's going to proceed. It's going to exceed a lot of uh, my expectations, at least. I hope so. Maybe I'll be heartbroken. Who knows? It's I'm coming probably. in with a two, so yeah. it's, it's going to be so great. Everything's going to sure. be great. Um, I am a very big comic book fan, but not... Uh, superhero comics. I stuck mostly to like the weird offshoot indie stuff. <laughs> so I was so cool. Um, when I was growing up and like, I, I've been reading comics pro- probably about the same time as you Damon, but like definitely not superhero stuff. I was a DC kid when I was little and I loved Batman. Uh, so it's meant that I've had a lot of catching up to do because right now DC is terrible and Marvel universe has been the place to be. And I've read a lot of, um, like Captain Marvel. So I'll have stuff to say about her if we ever do an episode, but Black Panther, I've been trying to read, uh, the graphic novel, like assemblage of comics that like Ta-Nehisi Coates wrote and the ones that Roxanne Gay wrote, which like. They're both authors I'm really excited about and would love to see their take on stuff. But the internet has thwarted me at every turn. So <laughs> um, I uh, will read them one day, but for right now I'm going to give myself completely, a two. Completely ignoring the the premium service that I subscribe to. <laughs> you just, you say that, but you gave me your iPad and you were like, it's not like we don't have a service to be able to read this on. And I like flipped through and I was like, great, going to read this today. And it's going to be awesome. I got to page three and it was like, that's it. End of list. And I was like, page three, this is a graphic novel. Where's the rest of this? Now, admittedly, you have read three more pages than I have. It's true. So I've read three pages of I think the you need one. to go 2.00001. There it is. Because <laughs> I've read two, three pages of um, Ta-Nehisi Coates' uh, Black Panther and like three or four pages of who's that other guy who did Black Panther back in the early aughts. That's pressing for me at the moment something i want to call him spider either way though <laughs> if you read that now it's 2.0002 2. 
Hey, I'm working Moving my way up in the world. Up. <laughs> um, and I'm a big fan of Chadwick Boseman. I think he's cool. So that's, I was, yeah, that's my rating. Fair enough. The two point whatever. This might be a tangent that we cut out, but especially you, Damon, since you have much more expertise. But I'd be interested. What Marvel superhero would you be if you could be one? If I could be one? Yeah. Uh, I would be an X-Men of some sort. Uh, this question always kind of paralyzes me, and I inevitably <laughs> just job, go Dave. back. Okay, to, <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you broke. We Damon. broke Damon. <laughs> uh, I inevitably wind up going back to um, to Colossus, um, just because like uh, he's sort of the audience analog before like Kitty Pryde shows up in early X Men stuff, and that kind of uh, made me tie my tie myself to that character a little bit. Yeah. So cool, Dan. What would you be? I think Doctor Strange. Yeah. He has kick-ass powers, and when it comes to superhero backstories, it's not that bad. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, like he his, did break his hands yes, completely. don't get me wrong, and that's a <laughs> ton of pain and suffering, but his parents didn't die, his uncle didn't get shot, he's not the cause of, like, some sort of terrible family emergency. Like, and almost always it's like, oh, no. And he kind of comes around in a really, like nice way and he's kind of an arrogant asshole to begin with which is right where i'm starting out from so i just i get his journey you know but, like he gets through all that and he's still a doctor like i know yeah. he's a surgeon and like there's probably a lot of ego that goes into that and like you certainly can't be doing exactly what we were doing before but you still went to medical school and like you still know a lot more than the average person you are still a doctor. you could yeah, yeah you could still diagnose people or do whatever any you other thing you want to do is. i yeah. bet like yeah. being like a robo surgeon is probably still in your available mm. resources like i, like I was surprised stuff. in the movie that like he was like i'm um there's nothing i can do now i'm like if you were the best surgeon in the world you could consult for the rest of your career yeah. and do just fine keep in mind that he was being written by Penniless comic book artists in the yeah, 70s. Yeah, the fair comic book artists uh, don't know a lot about what other people do for money. Yeah. <laughs> um, Plus, he gets to wield an infinity stone. It's just cool. I'm into it. Cool. That's pretty legit. You get the title of Sorcerer Supreme? Yeah. That's pretty badass. I mean, it does sound like something you'd eat at Taco Bell, but other than that, it's really <laughs> badass. Sorcerer Supreme. <laughs> giving everyone E. coli. <laughs> um, what would I be? I'd be... I want to say Captain Marvel, but I'm nowhere near like enough like disciplined and diplomatic enough to handle the stuff that she does. I'd say probably Squirrel Girl is where <laughs> I'd sit. If I'm going to be anything, I'd probably wind up being Squirrel Girl. She is like one of the few heroes to like actually beat Thanos. And right. Like Single-handedly, I think. Hand-hand combat. <laughs> yeah. So. Eats nuts, kicks butts. That's yep. her deal. <laughs> Uh, All right, so Damon, do you want to just very, very briefly give us like the overview of Black Panther? Because I think there's going to be a lot of people who don't know who are Liz and I level of I was like, say, including it's the a two Mar of us. At this point, I think we know it's a Marvel superhero. The end. He's yeah, got I mean, a real cool suit. Clearly, we can't expand on. Clearly, we can't expand on what um, is going to happen in the film. Um, well, of course, because that's in the future still. Even though we're more in the future. More in the future than we are right now, but that's still more in the future. It's like hold it till we talk again. about yeah. Back to the Future, all right? <laughs> um, but uh, the gist of him in of Black Panther is is that he is um, the monarch of a landlocked African nation um, that is largely uh, uh, isolated from the outside world. Um, and that's because they're sitting on a giant pile of money called vibranium. 
um, which is this like made up super metal from the Marvel comics that um, it's Captain America's shield, right? It is like uh, there's bits of it in Captain America's shield that you hear it get uh, incorporated into like pretty much any time that they need to make up a metal that like a MacGuffin. A ma- well, not necessarily a this MacGuffin. Runs but on just runs like, on a vibranium core or whatever. Yeah, kind of like yeah. But it, it's not the same or related at all to adamantium. No. And actually, Captain America's shield is an alloy of the two. Oh. Um, well, it's I like, just learned something. It's unbreakable, but vibranium's big thing is that it vibrates. And it, like it can generate energy by doing so. Oh. It's, it gets written away as that it's, like, it's from a meteor from outer space. And like... Sure. Uh, you know. Comic book writers. The, you know, comic book stuff where, it, you know, uh, wave handy... Science magic. magic. Science <laughs> magic, you know? Science is magic. Um... <laughs> But uh, the title Black Panther is actually uh, the the title of the head of state of that country. Um, oh. So it's not just that he is like a superhero vigilante. It's like that is a title that has been passed down through his family for generations. So I know and that he's like the, not to, sorry to cut you off, but I know sure. that he's like the protector of, like this, like king and sworn protector of Wakanda, but mm-hmm. like, is he also? Do they know that he is Black Panther in the suit, Black Panther? Um, yes. So I think generally the thought is, and I mean, I'm sure that there's comics that contradict this, and they've probably gone back and forth on it. But by and large, I think canon, like decided canon now, is that like he is Black Panther. His people know that the Black Panther is their king. Mm-hmm. Um. Because specifically, superheroes come in or supervillains come in and usurp him and take away the title Black Panther, and he has to like science magic his way back into being king from time to time. So that was going to be my second question or follow up on Liz's question Is he Iron Man style, rich, genius, and has technology, or is he Captain America style, like augmented with some amount of technology to support the augment- it's a bit augmentation. Of, it's a bit of both because That's I know I, yeah. a lot of the stuff that I've read with him, um, there is like the, there's like a ceremony that uh, he has to partake in where he uh, like eats some sort of like mystic root that helps, that actually Eat. gives him <laughs> some, nice. <laughs> <laughs> it gives him some of the like on, uh, on brand Panther powers that he relies oh, on, like you know, grace and well, like he <laughs> style grace, <laughs> <laughs> the ability to do a catwalk. Uh. <laughs> well, like, uh, like he can, he can track, he can, uh, like track people by scent and things gotcha. like that, you know, like very animalistic things because his superhero title is a, because he's got that good, good ganj. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I hear it does. Is it I heights, hope not. <laughs> and also, that's what you hear it does. How afraid of your parents are you? <laughs> my sister's my sister's tactic was she was like, "Oh yeah, mom, I take pot all the time." And mom was like, "I'm convinced. I'm convinced you've never smoked pot in your life because you just said you take pot." There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens when your parents are cooler than you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. To back to answering your question, Dan, it's pretty much both. It's because okay. he is the richest man in his country, mm-hmm. um, but he uh, he also has some like m- augmented mysticism layered on top of that to fill in some of the the editorial blanks where his writers couldn't figure out uh, exactly how, out how else one. he would do something. <laughs> yeah, the suit the suit's kind of like an Iron Man suit, right? Like it like goes like at this point it is at this point made of the 
vibranium, vibronium. I never vibranium, vibranium, jabronium, jabronium. Boy, he has a Jarvis inside. Just every time he starts it up, it goes boy. Uh, <laughs> we broke Damon. It's Jabroni's favorite <laughs> word. It, it really is. We're, this is this can get cut out eventually, but we're watching Runaways right now, oh, man. and there is this fake church in it um, called the Church of Gaborum. Yeah, Gaborum. And they don't say it aloud a lot, but you see it written on like the sides of buildings and on the side of the van and whatnot. And every time I see it, I'm just like, oh, the Jabronis. <laughs> church of Jabroni. Ah, <laughs> uh, Jabronis. <laughs> Um. Uh, so his powers are like semi-technological, semi-mystical, semi-he's just good at fighting stuff. Yeah. Um, I know he was married to and divorced from Storm. Yeah, I knew that too. Yeah. yeah. That was actually probably the most of it that I've read is back when that run when was, was happening. When X-Men involved. Yeah, because um, that was like kind of right at... That was like 2006, like Civil War was actively coming out. And, and like, he's pro-registration, right? He's on Iron he Man's side? He is anti. He, is oh. a, he actually kind of plays Switzerland in it. Oh, okay. Um, so like in the lead up to it, they do a lot to like balance the scales as much as possible mm. um, to the point where they like shoot Hulk into space and they kill Thor off for a couple of years. Just <laughs> oh, like, is that why Thor and Hulk were like absent for Civil War and did yeah. their own movie? Okay. Yeah, no, exactly. That's 100% why oh, as I well. Oh, I thought they were just a doing movie. a buddy cop. Also, I love the idea they shot Hulk off into space and he just like runs into Thor and he's like, cool, let's hang. We're just doing yes. this. I need some stuff done around the house <laughs> vis-a-vis Hulking out. Hulking. <laughs> I think that he was uh, ultimately pretty much Swiss, but he more or less tells Tony, like, I don't think it's a good idea. Mm, Um, But, like, it was also, they did a lot to try and make it. Civil War was kind of co-opting a lot of, like, X-Men narrative stuff about, like, registration, registration which has kind of always sort of been a little bit about, like, immigration, but also about gun control at the same Mm. time. I can see that. The Civil War series totally took, like, a more of a gun control, like, angle, angle on, it. on it um but specifically because they wanted to keep it like an american story like they make a point of saying like so and so is trying to stay out of it because they are they're not american they're yeah. not an american superhero so they wouldn't have to register one yeah, exactly yeah. yeah so yeah i guess if you're the king of wakanda you decide Diplomatic whether you register immunity. and also <laughs> if everybody knows you're the king of wakanda you're registered yeah. they, they yeah. kind of know they gotcha. who you are where you are um, that's interesting that I was like a gun control metaphor. Is this like, it's, it's just weird to also think that like Captain America was like against gun control metaphorically. Mm, I mean, it's sort of like a, it's not a perfect analogy sure. clearly. <laughs> um, but like, it's sort of this idea that like, mostly because like the guns are people in it and like, Oh, you know, yeah. it's people. The guns are the people. Guns are people. <laughs> you fools. Oh, we should do one on that. I bet Soil you there's green. some interesting I wanna stuff. I want to do one on Soylent Green and Logan's Run. Oh, I'm into that. Cool. Anywho, we we might need to. Um, Good lord. Oh. Death panels. <laughs> um, getting political. <laughs> um, 
So all that said, Dan, what are we talking about in regards to Black Panther? Yeah, so admittedly, I didn't know much about it, so I just kind of pulled out what the most interesting thing was for me. But there's a lot to talk about here because he's richer than Christus, right? Um, so I yeah. think specifically, what I did a lot of looking into was single resource economies. Um, so there are countries out there who primarily rely on one resource, which is basically what Wakanda does, right? I mean, it's just got this one mineral. Mm-hmm. Now, there's nothing exactly like but it. But they also have a monopoly on it. Right. That's the difference. Yeah. I was about yeah. to say, there's nothing necessarily like that in the world where, I mean, I'm sure there are for small resources, but nothing of that level of importance where one person has oh, all man. of the access to it, all of it, none of, none of it exists anywhere else. But I still thought it was a fairly decent analogy to kind of look at. So primarily what we're going to be looking at is Saudi Arabia. Because Saudi Arabia is a pretty solid example of a developed country that's still primarily resource-based. Because a lot of single-resource countries suffer what's from what's called the resource curse, which is a real thing in finance, which is basically, hey, they have a lot of resource. It should be really good for them. But for whatever reason, it's not. These countries don't tend to develop really well. And there's actually not a Good explanation for this. I was going to ask. Yeah. Uh, there's some thoughts that maybe it's because it oftentimes gets like it incentivizes dictators because they want control of it. And then, like, because of that, there's not a lot of good property rights and fair trade rights and all sorts of other things like that. There's some thoughts that, you know, maybe a lot of these countries were found after the developed world. So the developed world kind of like pushed them down to have access to these resources and, and what sure. have you. So, like, there's not a great answer to it. But Saudi Arabia, for the most part, has avoided that. I mean, they're not the perfect country, certainly, and they just let women drive, so way to go. <sighs> but in terms of when it comes to like resource economies, they're a fairly good example of, I think, what Wakanda would kind of look like. Mm-hmm. So that all makes sense? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, the other thing. Sorry, this is... You probably don't care, but I'm talking about it anyway. I care. Um, the other thing with the resource economies is... It, it's very hard to develop as a single resource economy because if you have something that's really valuable, you export a lot of it, your currency tends to go up um, because it's valuable and you're making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But if your currency tends to go up, it's really hard to develop other industries. Sure. Yeah. Because if I'm exporting a car that costs twice as much as anybody else's car, no one's going to buy my car, it's not really that it was a bad car. It's just that my currency is really expensive because I'm also, you know, selling a lot of oil or selling a lot of coal or selling a lot of whatever my other resource is. So for what it's worth, oh, hard okay. to develop other industries if you have a really One, high like, currency. Real big thing. Oh, that's interesting. That's why, like, if you've heard recently people talking about how strong the dollar is, Yeah. there's, like, good news and bad news about that. It's really good for imports because if your dollar's really strong, you can buy things very cheap from other countries, mm-hmm. but it's very bad for your exports. Because no one wants to buy Because no one wants to buy your very expensive things. Gotcha. Um, Which is why for a long time, a lot of economies, especially like China, pegged their currency or made their currency at a very stable value because if it got too hot, they couldn't, their exports would be less attractive. And when you're a hugely export-based economy like they were for a long time, slash kind of are, it's really bad if you let your currency get out of uh, control. Now, they've loosened that up a little bit, but it's still more controlled than the dollar is, for example. Okay. That's really interesting. You just completely clarified all of my understanding about what that phrase means. I'm a 27-year-old man, and, like, I never really got that. Like, oh, I like got the that strong it meant, dollar? Yeah, yeah, like, I got that, like, you know, 
another country's uh, currency could be like more or less powerful than another one's, but like I didn't really see the. Like correlation like, to how that yeah. worked out in real life. Yeah, exactly. Same. Like I didn't, yeah. it didn't it never like shook down beyond that like thought. You know. Yeah, and there's yeah. a couple so. of different pieces. It can be strong relative to its normal value, and then like strong as it's used more in the out in the world. But yeah, that's what the when they talk about the strong dollar, it's how is it more pricey or less pricey compared to other people's currency, and what does that mean for import export? Okay. Huh. Very interesting. Yeah, we learned a lot. So tell us about Go on. Uh, vibranium. 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 So. Uh, Saudi Arabia gets 75% of their budget um, and 90% of their export earnings from oil. It's 40% of their GDP, uh, which is a huge amount. That is a large amount. Yes. So basically, I'm kind of looking at it like Wakanda and saying, okay, their primary you know, income and what have you is from this substance. So that's pretty good. But the problem is, just like, you know, kind of you're really dependent on your income from your job or, you know, you can be really dependent. They're really dependent on the price of this one commodity. Now, Wakanda would have some more control because they're a monopoly, but, um, which is an interesting thought I had of as the Avengers do more and more stuff and, like, presumably humans get more and more technology from aliens and this and that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In theory, they'd be in a lot of trouble because if it's from space, you could go get it other places. Right. Yeah. If we can get to space, we can go get it from the place where that giant meteor or whatever came from. Right. Yeah. The universe is big. There's more out there somewhere. Ah. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but, like, for example, when oil prices dropped, like, 50% in 2015, mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia's GDP dropped, like, 14%, which is not a one-to-one, certainly, but that's a huge drop from almost $800 billion to... Six hundred fifty billion, yeah. Yeah. seven hundred fifty billion to six hundred fifty billion. But the point is, hundred billion dollars is a huge drop, right? Based on resource prices. I hear that that's what you would call a lot of money. <laughs> it is the proverbial shitload of money. <laughs> uh, correct, sir. So, what do countries do in this situation? Mm-hmm. The smart ones do exactly what we do as humans in personal finance, right? Eventually, you know your income's going to go away. Or at least there might be times where there's less of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so what you do is you save, right? You save money in a bank account for the times maybe you lose a job or you put money away for retirement so you could live on for a long time after your income runs out. And so there are these things called sovereign wealth funds where countries make giant, 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 giant investment portfolios. Wow. They buy real estate and they buy stocks and they buy bonds and they buy all sorts of other things. And it's why, like, a lot of generally more conservative people are all sorts of worried about, like, the Chinese are buying all our real estate because they have a sovereign wealth fund that buys a lot of real estate in the U.S. because it's mm-hmm. a good investment. But mm-hmm. um, so, yeah. Wow. They create sovereign wealth funds. So Saudi Arabia has a sovereign wealth front fund. You guys want to guess at the size of their sovereign wealth oh front? Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm afraid I'm going to way overshoot it, but I imagine it's very large. What is your guess, Damon? Do, do, Knowing that there's do, a finite do, do, number do, of money in do, the... Do, 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 uh, take the U.S. Do, debt do, and do, invert do, it. How's about that? Sure. <laughs> okay. $16 trillion. Dollars no, that's way too much. <laughs> um, no, uh, but it is $514 billion, last I looked. It's an estimate because they don't report it, but like I found some sources that... Do so they could go job. for like almost a year with earning no money? Pretty much. Okay. Okay. God. Yes. <laughs> then uh, what, Anybody want to guess... Well... 
yeah, that's why their economy is still highly dependent on oil. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anybody want to guess who has the biggest biggest sovereign wealth fund? It's a surprising one. Hmm. Um. Are you number value or like? I'll give you the number value, cabinet. but I'm oh. asking country actually. Well, I'm just wondering: is it graded on number value or is it like related to their GDP? Like, oh no, like it's, it's pure number value. Oh. Okay. Um. It's not Greece. Um, Actually. What? No, it's not Greece. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, they have some explaining to do. They do. <laughs> 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 um, I'm going to say... Some Nordic country. New Zealand. Point. Yeah? What's your guess, Liz? I don't think New Zealand. I'm, I'm going to say, like, Switzerland. You're close. Oh, yeah? Norway. Hey, no, I, I, I knew it was a Nordic. And country. here's why. Yeah, why though? It had a really solidly well-developed country or an economy. Then they found a shit ton of oil, oh. so they just saved it all. They don't need oh, it. Okay. They have almost a trillion dollars in their sovereign wealth fund. Um, These Nordic countries, man, they know us up. I yeah, we got to move to Norway. <laughs> um, so that's what sovereign wealth funds are. So if you think about it, presumably if. Black Panther, I don't know what their economy looks like, and I don't know what their political system looks like, but let's, if he's a monarch, if he is directly in control of all this country's assets, he presumably has something like a $500 billion sovereign wealth fund to just hanging around. GDP a couple times over, just in case. Which is approximately the size of the U.S. military budget. Wow. Now, admittedly, that took... Saudi Arabia a while to build up. So it's not like you can blow that every year. Yeah. But you want to talk about... So, okay. <laughs> Here's what I'm learning as I'm, like, thinking through this as we talk. Yeah. Tony Stark ain't got nothing on <laughs> Black Panther. Because right. he owned a very profitable arms company. Yeah, that he mm-hmm. tanked. Like, Well, yeah, I think they went into other things. And energy production, sure. which we could yeah. talk yeah. about. But, which, again, you should do. But these seven wealth funds are. Right, just like retirement, you take the income which is from a single source and you split it up amongst stocks and bonds and all sorts of other things to produce you income that's not reliant on any one source. It's another reason if you have stock options or equity in your company, you want to be really careful about how much of that you own because you know, if you get laid off because the company is not doing well, not only have you lost your income, but potentially a lot of your savings have gone down as well. So a lot of people who have stock options, it's a really great thing, but they like tend to hoard them generally want to keep those at like 5% of your net worth or less because you could be in a world of hurt if everything goes down. I saw my dad actually get burned pretty bad on that. He had a lot of loosened stock in the uh, oh, financial yeah. crisis and uh, <sighs> he's doing fine. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway. I mean, also want to plug right here that we don't give real financial advice. We do advice. not give real financial <laughs> advice. Fake show, fake, fake advice. Fake show, fake advice. Well, but I mean, like, I don't know. Fake finance is fake advice. The show is real. I no, listen to it. Sissy Nippon show. What? I have that, lost you. It's like that painting, you know? Oh. This is not a pipe. Yes, okay. okay. Yeah. I'm with you now. Lost, so, lost people with the French. <laughs> so here's what I did. He has, let's say, a $514 billion sovereign wealth fund, a la Saudi Arabia. Sure. Okay. Let's assume he can get 5% growth which is probably a little conservative because you can go pretty risky when you have $514 billion. But we'll assume he's got bonds and stocks and hedge funds and real estate and all sorts of other things. That gives him, just on growth, 
about $26 billion to play with a year. Oh, man. Which means he could buy, at the latest estimate, more than two aircraft carriers per year. Oh, Oh, okay. like, aircraft carriers are way more expensive than I thought. Uh, they are like ten and a half billion dollars. Holy crap! Um, okay, well, that's why we have a almost six hundred billion dollar uh, military, budget. military budget. But yeah. so when it comes down to yes, he has magic and he has um, a suit, a really cool suit, and it's not like he could destroy the Mad Titan just with money. But like, but like he- if the Avengers need a plane or something. Black Panther could I'm yeah. on the phone with Black Panther, man. Like he, he's holding the purse strings and of the Avengers. Like, and honestly, like this is probably why he gets overthrown so much because like that's a shit ton of money. That's over, it. He gets overthrown like all the time. That's Doesn't like, he have like a whole bunch of like his lady warrior thing backing him up? Why are people overthrowing him all the time? He does because it's like when you're writing about a king, it's like the only storyline that comes to mind the no, first sure. time. He just like, like didn't earn it enough. Because like <laughs> the the taxation policy of, of the duchies outside of the capital city were a less interesting comic book. That's why we got in trouble with the like the prequels of the Star Wars movies because like nobody actually wants to listen to like finance and political talk Yeah, in like a movie. The, the trade <laughs> negotiations were not thrilling conflict <laughs> it's finding out the economics of how the federation of planets fell apart like yeah exactly <laughs> we could do an episode on that or you could just watch the prequels so first of all we could do an episode on it because then people don't have to watch the prequels good we prequels. could do a crossover with so you don't have to there you go um so yeah that's that's about all i had for this one but basically he's wealthy as shit yeah yeah uh, and so yeah He's just got to be really careful about not flooding the market with his own product because it will nosedive in prices. It, yeah. it feels rough because I feel like he gets left off of all of those like Forbes, like these are the most like well-off fictional characters. Oh. And they just kind of like top <laughs> off at Batman. I was like, and he's it's... a fictional character. And then you were like the list of fictional characters. <laughs> now, admittedly, I assumed that he has complete control over his country's finances. It's very possible that like there is some sort of law or regulation or something that even though he's the king, it's like it has to be used for good of the people or development or whatever. It might not be his part. Now, I'm sure he's not hurting, but I assumed all $514 billion is totally up for grabs to him, which may not be fair, right? Right. Sure. You have to feed your people. Yeah, versus Iron Man's like, yeah, you got to pay a shareholder dividend, but for the most part, it's it's yours. It's you know you yeah. can do whatever you want with it. So, that being said, you don't it's you good don't, to be the king. you don't need a big <laughs> you don't need a big sniff of five hundred and fourteen billion dollars to be doing real nice. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, he should probably wind up on the Forbes list. Maybe he will after the movie comes out. I just been like a. I might be being unfair. It's just like I. In recent memory, I don't recall him being like referenced on those sorts of things the very only, often. The only like mostly because if people think people forget that like that's how monarchies work is like you get rolled. You're wealthy. the king. Like <laughs> it's good it's to be good the king. king. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I think that's all. Cool. Um, uh, just once again, want to do a quick shout out to our iTunes or uh, Apple Podcast. I guess is what it's actually been calling it. But listening to a lot of podcasts that have been used to say iTunes, and now they say Apple Podcasts, and I realize I'm super far out of the loop on that. It's a matter of environment. Like, if you're listening on a mobile device, you look up, you look us up in Apple Podcasts. If you're listening on, like, a desktop machine, you still go to iTunes. Did you just say desktop machine? You made it sound even older than it actually is. <laughs> I mean, desktop is still an old thing to be listening to a podcast Crank on, up but... your desktop yeah. machine. <laughs> um, yeah, so check us out on your podcatcher of choice. 
whether um, that be on a desktop machine, machine or a mobile telephone, old steam powered, perhaps a control. tablet computer. Uh, 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 we love you, Damon. He's just getting madder and madder <laughs> in the corner over no, there. No, I'm fine, guys. <laughs> I'm fine, you assholes. Um, um, but yeah, please do rate and review us. It really, really helps. Yeah, um, and special thanks again, as always, to our composer, Charles e. Miller, for her work on our theme song and music. Um, check her out at charlesemiller.com. And yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. that. And follow us um, wherever we are located online, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and our email address, makebelievemoneypodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, tell us what you thought. Give us salt facts. Or if you happen to be a monarch sitting on a monopoly of a very rare metal, tell us how that's going yeah. for you. Vibranium facts, oil facts, Adamantium any sort of facts. facts. I like facts. Facts are great. <laughs> um, so we'll see you next time. I'm Liz. I'm Damon. I'm Dan. Bye. Diversify.